Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for your mercy, for your mercy to stay under the allocation of grace that you've made available that you are daddy. I ask for wisdom and discretion to paint the thoughts of things you've spoken through your servants, either till now, even much more the things I was taught in the evening session, in the morning session, uh, Canada time, evening session, Nigeria time. I ask for wisdom. I ask for inspiration that you would anoint me and you grant me grace to paint your thoughts with simplicity and yet, you know, with power. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's say amen. So the theme of the meeting is other and so, you know, blessed by, I didn't, I didn't have the opportunity of Pastor Jeff. I was part of the meeting here in Nigeria. But I heard Pastor Tyler making reference to Pastor Jeff over and over again. So I believe I listened to Pastor Tyler. So in that listen to Pastor Jeff, let's say amen. You know, so I'll take some of the thoughts that Pastor Jeff uh, in Pastor Tyler and Pastor Tyler ministered and, you know, run through it, preparing the way for our daddy this evening. I also borrowed some thoughts from Pastor Leakey while he was leading prayer. You know, all the thoughts are our thoughts, amen. Amen. Second John chapter, just one chapter, second John. Now, uh, this particular thought, you know, the father and is, you know, is probably one of the way you could summarize uh, most the history of John. Uh, the first chapter of first John, most of the uh, issues of first John are revolved around uh, the the person of the Father and of the Son. Let's say Amen. You know, and some key words in, in both First John and Second John. You know, bears witness to it and really, really, you know, throws light. You know, on the thoughts of you know that great apostle of our Lord Christ, John, the beloved. You know what he wanted to communicate in the measure that I've understood it. What Pastor Tyler ministered yesterday night was that he would communicate the the permit me to call the thoughts of the beginning. Let's say amen. Now the beginning, not as in the beginning, the beginning of eternity, but the beginning, you know, that, that beginning, that everlasting. You understand? Because in you know, uh, I said that which was from the beginning, and we you know, you know, to you know what he was saying about that which was from, and the environment he was describing as to you know that 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 is from the beginning, who you know, was things everlasting, you know, he was talking about everlasting. It was specifically about things of the most holy. Let's say amen. Not just things in the most holy. In verse 4, you know, he said, These things write we unto you 
that your joy might be full. So in the courts, outer courts is righteousness. In the holy place is peace. In the most holy place, prior throne of himself and his joy. So when he was saying the beginning, in things of or things of the presence, say amen. Now, beautiful about it is from verses words in going to edit from verses one to four. It was talking about you know the thoughts, the process of arriving. We've heard it, we've looked up, we need our hands have handled a particular kind of word that is from the beginning or was from the beginning. Not you know the that you find in Adam's garden alone, but the very one that the Lord gave to his son. You know, the one that the father gave to his son. Because in the beginning, he intended to have fellowship with Adam. Let's say amen. Almost everything you find in the epistles, in the New Testament, have a New Testament, Old Testament shadow of it. So in the garden, God actually enacted of sort with Adam in the garden. And of that fellowship because the full of that ship is predicated on understanding. is predicated on access to the mess of the beginning. So when God, you know, in his wisdom put Adam in the garden and he put him in the life. Which is like you know, uh, you know, out of the two slabs of the thoughts of everlasting life, God put one in him, you know, which is the living part of that word. And on that basis, he could enjoy fellowship. There was no sin in him, but yet he wasn't complete in the thoughts of the beginning. So. That of Eden was a type of the beginning. Adam had a measure. You understand? You could call it 50% of the measure of the seed of everlasting life for Adam that God gave to him. And on that basis, God could come into the garden on the cool, in the cool for fellowship. Intent that Adam eat the balance that of the tree of you know of you know of everlasting life because he commanded him in Genesis chapter two from verse sixteen he said and the Lord God you know commanded the man saying of every tree of a garden you may freely eat so God's intention is that he would the balance permit me to put it that way all the fullness of the message of everlasting life in the earthly realm in the earthly domain. If he had done so, they should have been come as it were. He would have come into the fullness of joy. Then it would have been for him to partake of the tree of eternal life, which was in the midst of the garden. But he fell short of it. And he fell short of it in another allocation beginning. Now, the allocation of the beginning which he ate into is an allocation of a beginning that fell from heaven. The thoughts of that beginning are 
descent of a cherub that fell from the third heaven, Lucifer, that was a son of the beginning or a son of the most holy, corrupted his seed, corrupted his own message of the beginning and planted that seed, that message in the garden of Eden. So Adam actually ate into something that is of the beginning, that is not earthly, that is heavenly. So it was carrying a seed of a heavenly fallen beginning. And that was the you know, beginning of man's problem. So man's problem really, really, really is a beginning problem. Because why the, the, the spirit that turned and, you know, corrupted his thoughts, corrupted his ways. Like Pastor Liki was praying, he corrupted his thoughts, he corrupted his ways and sowed, you understand, seed of the beginning. He sowed it into, you know, Adam's, and Adam partook of it. So really, no matter anything that is given, as in Christ, for example portion of Christ that God gave to us in the New Testament can help us, can make us spiritual, but cannot deal with our problem really. Because our problem is a problem of a beginning that fell from heaven. Let's say amen. Now the whole epistle of John, if you check first John, second John, is revolved around the beginning. Now, sometimes some things there might look like Christ, you understand, but, you know, if you check the introduction, the way those two epistles began, you find that those thoughts are purely thoughts of the beginning. Now, to try to use human to interpret it will be the best we can get from any any of God's things is the level of access we have had. If I have, if all I have is Christ light, Christ knowledge, if I go into John's epistle, I will use my Christ light, Christ eye, Christ strength to fetch Christ's judgment. And I will assume that that is what it is. But the author of the epistle from chapter 1 began to proclaim that, look, this thing is a judgment, is a, is a document, is a message of the beginning. And of course, he made reference to Christ. But the core of his thoughts were things of the beginning. Let's say amen. Now, second John, uh, chapter, uh, second John, just one chapter. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth. Like I said, everybody over in life is the teaching of the truth. Eternal life is true. You understand? Put another way, the way daddy taught it, and Pastor Tyler just kept laying 
laws upon laws that daddy has taught several several times. You understand? Everlasting is true, eternal. When I found of thy children walking in truth. So it is truth. Daddy has taught us several times. And truth is everlasting life. Let's say amen. Everlasting life is the teaching of the Father. Let's say amen. And it has two sides to that seed. In its seed form, it has the living inside. Or you could say the faith side. Then it has the abiding inside. Or the love side. Both are the two sides of truth. So John in, in introducing his epistle, he was saying John is not just walking in truth. He's loving in truth. He, he, he has come to that after he said this church the children of this church you understand or you know the folks who are part of the church is a woman as it were or the woman is a church you understand those who the is giving back to they walk in truth and i went in verse five he said and now i beseech thee lady not as wrote a new commandment unto thee but that which was from the beginning so he's still saying everlasting life stuff that we love one another They've walked in truth, but they now need to love in truth. Let's say amen. And this is love that will walk after his commandment. Is the commandment that ye have heard from the beginning. That ye should and that ye have heard from the beginning, ye should walk in it. So he's making the designation between walking in truth and loving truth let's say amen let me push it you know some you know like pastor tyler did now the reason for the things of the beginning the thoughts of the beginning the reason for everlasting life is for to be able to have fellowship with the father and his son i know prior to anamnesis at the very very high pedestal i can remember it but i can't I can't go close to it. You understand? I'd rather just say, you know, the ones I know that he has taught so many times in times past. And I believe you are edified. I mean, if you are blessed, just listening some. Let's say amen. Now, one thing about, you know, fellowship is that the reason for fellowship, of course, fellowship is predicated upon, upon the message. If there is no message, there definitely cannot be a, fellow, a reason for fellowship. So he said in verse 5 of 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, this is the message I've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. And if we say fellowship with him and we're in darkness, we lie. Do not the truth. This is the faith. You understand? If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. So there are things. There are works, Pastor Sir, that the Lord expects of us to generate 
as a result of the message. Walking in that you know, message or walking according to that light or the living seed, you understand, that's fellowship. Not necessarily that, okay, maybe when we are fellowshipping, like we just had a powerful, you know, praise and worship time, and I really appreciate God for the team, you know, that, you know, lead, led us in the Canada. Amazing worship, powerful, you understand, breakthrough in the place of worship, you understand, beautiful, you understand, but that has its place. But the place of this fellowship is not, maybe I'm singing to God, and you say, I have fellowship with God. No. This fellowship is a fellowship you know, first of all, knowledge is communicated, knowledge is given, and as I do it, I am having fellowship. As I do it, I am being purged from sins of the beginning. If I don't do it, I won't be purged. Because if you trace that thought in from verse 6 down to the end, it was just talking about, you understand, you know, how the fellowship should deal with sins. Not just any sins. Not sins that the faith of Christ should deal with. The faith of Christ can see the extent of this sin. Because this sin is a sin. Or the sins that the thoughts of the beginning, the message of everlasting life is meant to deal with, are not visible to the thoughts of Christ. Because really, when Adam was standing in the garden, there was nobody to love. But yet, there was a commandment of love. There was nobody to demonstrate, because him and his wife, they are one, the work of faith with. Yet, there was a commandment to live by faith, after the order of everlasting life. So in reality, you understand, the best way you know, I can reference to it is that that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the resources of that tree that entered into humanity is what the tree, the teaching of everlasting life seeks to purge away from us. And it is in every human being. Oftentimes, it seemed like he probably, you know, when Pastor Taya was teaching, at some point, I was like, it's like Pastor Taya was bringing Koboko. Koboko in Nigeria, for those who don't know what Koboko means, is an instrument of trashing and threshing <laughs> to remove foolishness from the heart of a child. <laughs> Praise God. I felt Pastor Taya was possessed to be, you know, it's like flog. And, you know, what Pastor Taya was describing you understand? Later on, it was making sense. After the teaching, after the message, it was making sense. Because check the language of the serpent about the tree. He said, for God doth know in the day you eat it, you shall be as gods. So the sins of the beginning are sins of, you know, compare, you know, for Adam, the raw temptation for Adam is that he wanted to be like God. For him, raw, the proximity is too, is too close. So the serpent was telling him, you be like God. Now, the serpent can't tell us that. Evil spirits won't tell us that. But like Pastor Tyre painted, evil spirits, wicked spirits in high places, 
when we grow to seasons of everlasting life, they will come to us and tempt us with thoughts of advantage. That's, you know, let me use Pastor Tyre's example that the set man over a walk has. Now, I know that might seem very fast. Somebody will be like me. I can never compare myself with Reverend. I can never compare grow. What did I say? Just grow. You will shock yourself. You will surprise yourself. Now, I notice sometimes when maybe they teach those messages about, you understand, when you want to overtake your pastor, you understand, you know, that is just ministering by the Spirit. Some people will be looking at those who are young pastors. Elon Pastor, it is you guys they are talking to. Again, grow. Because in the Spirit, you grow to the place of your infirmity. Infirmity that are lying dormant. They are, they are, they are in their latent, you know, latent states. They are just there. You understand? Nobody is tampering with them because the atmosphere for their expression has not come. There are natures we carry. It is spiritual environment that reveals them. When a person who, because he said that by one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So every human being is carrying the seed that came from Eden. That, that wicked seed that came from Eden. Every man is carrying it. So and every man, and some people die and believers, they go to heaven with the seed intact. And they can open their mouth and be blasting other guys in heaven. They can even look at Adam. Look at what you did to us. For crying out loud, you disappointed the human race. And Adam is looking at him. That I am better than you. I did not come out with this seed, but it's too raw in you. Why? It's because they did not expose the person talking to Eden. There is something about the season of the beginning, the atmosphere of the beginning, the atmosphere of the beginning when a soul grows into it. And it's a privilege to grow into it. But when you land there, things will awake. It's like zombies. They just begin to wake up. Because why? That atmosphere, God will cause his rain to come on the just, on the unjust. In the garden, the same water that God caused to flow in the ground is what grew the tree of knowledge of good and evil and grew other trees, including the tree of life. So when Eden atmosphere begins to come, or atmosphere of the beginning, you begin to find strange occurrences happening in the company of those who are enjoying everlasting life. So the wisdom, you understand, is not to laugh in the flesh. You know, at times you laugh at your death. <laughs> you know you are going to die. You understand? You know, that's the kind of laugh that is good to laugh. Because why? Where we are growing to and following our parents to, we are following them to the place wherein certain revelations, not revelation of the word alone now, revelation of the hearts. Revelation of the heart. You know, uh, one of our, our young pastors, my younger brother, you know, he was telling me, he said he attended a meeting and he had somebody make a, a reference to something. And, you know, he was sharing with me. He said he has not verified it. He said, but it makes sense. He said the person told him that he read a book. That when the book, the book of Revelation was talking about the Doctrinalians, that the author of that book said that Nicolet Nicolaitans is one of the Dickens in the book of Acts that you know he was a deacon 
full of the Holy Ghost. You understand? You know, you know, uh, men of honest reports. You know, you know, perfect. You know, he had that report, wonderful, in that season. But he now grew. He grew to the point of everlasting life and changed to the point that Jesus comes and says he hates something that is identified. So he now said he went to check it. May I haven't checked it, but it makes sense. He said he went to check it and discovered that there is one, you know, you know, you know, is it Nicano, uh, you understand, that is there in the Apisu. You understand? You know, the proselytes, they call him, you understand? He said he found one like that in the Apisu. So he actually grew. So we could have done well in different seasons, but the season of the Father and of the Son is a season. No, it's not a negative season, understand me, but it's a season wherein we, we should know that the things, the atmosphere of the beginning, first of all, and the waters of everlasting life, as it is coming, is supposed to grow things, the seed of life, and it's supposed to reveal the negative seed. Then I now checked, you know, that's the same thing Pastor Tyler taught, you understand? You know, in that book of Second John, he talked about walking in truth. And those, he said, he loved the woman and her children in truth. And I now found one example of somebody who loved preeminence. Like that he said, he said that, you know, you know Diotrophes in third John, that is not ordinary. That is something he loved. Is a love. Is a negative everlasting life. Is a negative omega C, omega expression of satanic love. Instead of loving in truth, he loved preeminence. So one of the traits, when he said you shall be as God, you know, because God is the one who should have the preeminence. In the book of Colossians chapter 1, he said, for it pleased God that in Jesus Christ should dwell all fullness. So that in him, can you give it to me? Colossians chapter 1. The verse previous to this, verse 18, I begin to round up. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning. That is who he is. This Jesus is talking about here. He's ever he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things, he might have the preeminence. Why? For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. He pleased the Father that he should have he didn't go looking for it. So, you know, the seed, the negative seed of everlasting life, Satan's seed, the corruptible seed, it makes, it, 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 it makes a person seek preeminence. You understand? It's in this, in entering this season, we will now be finding that seed. How that seed sounds, the best way to see it from the beginning is that he wants a person to be the head. In a walk like this, it will make you be looking for the head. It will talk to you with a sense of being unique, being special. It will want to gender. That's why there's a lot of debts to die. Debts to self. And that's fellowship. Every time we are, you know, we are, because God doesn't have, he doesn't have a preeminence in himself in that he wants to lord it over the, the word and the Holy Ghost. But by nature, by life, he has preeminence. So in fellowshipping with them, they will teach us. The son and the father will be teaching us. Purging, and they are teaching their words, is to purge us from sins of the beginning. 
in first john chapter 3 talked about the devil he said for the devil seen it from the beginning so the scenes of the beginning there are many in the epistles there are plenty things that are peculiar to the most holy most holy scenes that can quickly destroy but fellowship that comes on the you know on the platform that is predicated upon the message from the beginning is meant to be purging us and we should be sincere not to hide it because one thing light does when it comes is that it reveals no not to hide it no don't feel like you no know, this thing you know, when you hear oh, maybe this person fell it's a time to cry oh that this brother you understand of course it doesn't jump on people but anytime that happens it should be a remembrance that there is something that we have not been healed from and we should, with reverence, with caution, with, with, you know, with cry of our heart, trust God to give us seed of everlasting life so that we would have something to fellowship. The Spirit of God will give skill. Jesus and the Father will instruct, don't think like this. Don't talk like this. This is how you should reason. You don't have to be a pastor for you to understand to commit that sin of preeminence. It can happen in any way. Just that it's much more ministry inclined. Let's say amen. Can we pray that, you know, you know, you know, that the Lord in his mercy, two prayer points, the Lord in his mercy, the Lord will flood us this week, like Pastor Lakey prayed, that the Lord will flood us with access to things of the Father, that the Lord would show us mercy, things of the Father and the Son that would cause us to enjoy the blessedness of the beginning, the Lord will cause it to fall upon us. Can we go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus? Everyone, let's pray. Let's pray. Can we pray? Listening to Pastor Tyre, it was obvious there was a burdening of the Spirit upon him. It was, he was not just preaching. He was addressing something in the Spirit. It was like fighting. He was fighting. Can we pray? Lord, bless us this week. Bless us. Bless us. Numauteo fam funachu chechuele ni dabamba. Mraga tesiga babala niate. Can we pray that the Lord would grant great utterance unto his servant this morning? Great utterance. Great utterance. Utterance as the Lord wills, as the Lord desires. That the servant of God would not experience any hindrance. Any hindrance in declaring the counsel of God. In declaring the will of God. In declaring the intent of God. That the Lord would show mercy unto us as a people. In granting abundance of utterance unto his servants. Yale, Yade, Yusefero, Parate, Daski, Baraba, Ranete, Tekalika, Tesia, Ranete, Tekalika, Tata, Ranete, Tekalika, Tesia, Oramata, Sabaraba, Samaraba. Can we say, Lord, send your word? Lord, send your word. Shalama, Yandre, 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 Erate, Kareta, Raba, Kata, Sabaraba. As we are growing, Lord, help us to grow, to grow rightly, to grow in strength, to grow in light. That we might be purged even of sins of the beginning, natures of the beginning. Yalamata, 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 Marata, Tata, 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 Tata. Maragatakalika Tesia, 
Zebarabaraba, Zebarabaraba, Zara Gatekalikatesia, Dazata Baraba, Tabaraba, 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 Yaragatekalikate. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we give thanks to God as we welcome Pastor Larry? Let's give thanks to God.